everybody. I'm glad you're here. This is episode 19, and we're talking about letting go. That's right, the words of the famous Disney princess, whose name I don't even remember, but that won't stop me from singing her song. Sing it with me. Let it go, let it go. That's all we're going to sing for now, but stick with me, and let's think about what you need to let go. Are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to an owner's guide for your life. The podcast that combines psychology, coaching, common sense, and fun. I'm Tracy Browning, an entrepreneur, life coach, and lover of people. Now, let's talk about how to live, love, make money, and change the world. It's October, which means it's autumn here in North Carolina. It's the time of year where, oh, thank heavens, there's less humidity. The breezes are cooler and the sunshine's still warm. But our thoughts turn to putting pumpkins on the porch and picking apples from the orchards and watching the leaves turn from green to red and orange and gold and then drop down to the ground where we crunch them when we walk, or we rake them up into piles, and then the dog jumps in them. So, as I watch the leaves float down from the tree branches, I'm wondering, what do you need to release? What do you need to let go? Ecclesiastes in the Bible, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, a time for everything. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Now there's a time for everything which implies that these things are not meant to last, to go on forever. But the trick is knowing what's what. When is when? (laughs) When is it time to plant? When's it time to harvest? When should you be searching and when should you give up? And how do you know? Well, you can know what time it is for you by taking time to be self-aware, to know yourself, to think about what's working for you. What do you need? What do you want? And are you getting these things? And if you don't take the time to know yourself and think about these things, who will? You know the answer to that. If you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for you. You own your life. You need to take the time to think about what's it time for? What's it time to release? And what, what's it time to let go? 
James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits, I like this quote. He says, nearly everything in life is unfavorable once it grows to a certain size. It's entirely possible to have too many clients, too much work, too much fame, too much free time, and so on. Pay attention to when the things you're chasing exceeds its usefulness. Ah, good stuff there. Whatever you're considering releasing, and you know, maybe there's something that immediately pops in your head that you're, oh, all right, here's your sign. <laughs> you know exactly what you need to let go. But you may need to think on it. You may not be sure what it is that you could benefit from releasing, whichever position you're in. Start from a place of gratitude. This isn't a time to just beat yourself up or struggle or strive to, oh my gosh, you've got to constantly improve. No, start with a place of gratitude and think about what served you and is it time to let it go and be grateful that it was part of your life and that you are the person you are because whatever was there in your life, it made you who you are. It's part of you. Now, if it's something that hasn't served you, <laughs> just be grateful that you're willing to let it go and boot that baby on out the door. Keep in mind that releasing is an action. Now, it might not be the type of action you're used to. A lot of us like to just kind of stay always busy. How you doing? Oh, I'm busy. And we think, oh, yeah, it's like a badge of honor. And we just, we, we just feel like we're accomplishing something by being busy. So when we're not actively doing something, it feels like we're doing nothing. But give yourself the, the service of taking time to be still and think about, all right, what do you want to release? And then really take the action of letting it go. Do you need to let go of worry? Do you need to release the expectations of trying to be perfect? Do you need to let go of shoulding? Are you shoulding all over yourself? Oh, <laughs> should is such a dangerous word. And, and when I think of should, here's the, the mental picture I get in my head. I picture when my boys were little. And they were playing, and somebody wanted them to say goodbye. And they said, oh, come give me a hug. I've got to go. And literally, they would they'd stop what they were doing. They'd come over very reluctantly, trudge away from their toys, and give that one-armed little side hug thing, you know, half-hearted, and run back to their toys away from the hugger. That's a should. I should hug. But I compare that to the hugs that they gave me when they were so excited to see me. Oh, mom, you're home. And they would run to me and jump up into my arms. Of course, this is when they were little and they could jump up and I could catch them. <laughs> but world of difference in those hugs. The should versus the I'm so glad to give this to you. A should is an obligation. A want to, a get to, that's an opportunity. So think about the things in your life. What are your shoulds? Are there some shoulds that you can release? 
And even just take the step of thinking about it as a, I get to, I want to. Now, this doesn't mean that I think we've got to stop doing all the things that we think we should do, because I'm well aware the world (laughs) would quite likely grind to a halt if we all stopped doing these things that we should do. But I am talking about, at the very least, reframing how you think about it. Should you do it? Are you obligated? where you wind up feeling resentful? Or do you get to do something? World of difference. Now, there's a few other things that I've released. I have released, actually I can't say I've fully released it. I'm in the process of releasing unread emails. I really do not want to tell you how many unread emails I started out with, but it is easily in the five digits of unread emails. That doesn't count the ones I read. These are all just unread emails. Now, I'm an information junkie. I'm a reader. I'm a writer. I like to read what other people write. And I've got an unbelievable amount of emails. And I have really allowed my inbox to just get out of control which I know is slowing my computer down, but it's also slowing me down mentally when I see that huge number up on my screen. It's a psychological burden. So I decided I'm letting go. I'm letting go of unread emails. I'm working through what emails to keep, read or unread, and what's a toss. And I am mostly tossing Well, it's a slow process. I'm about halfway through and I'm already feeling much better because now I can see what I want to see and I'm really able to better use the information that I've got in my inbox instead of just feeling like I'm suffocating from this massive tsunami of emails. And if I want to know something in particular, I usually know who to go to to find out. If I'm missing information, I know where to go. So, I am releasing unread emails. I'll let you know when I hit my zero unread. (laughs) It's a big goal. I'm still a little ways off. Oh, goodness. But progress, progress, progress. Now, another thing that I have let go of. The loneliness of entrepreneurship. Now, whether you are a full entrepreneur and you work for yourself or whether you are an employee and you work from home, you've experienced how lonely it can be. Even in a house full of rambunctious kids, it can still be lonely doing your work alone. With my coaching, yes, I interact with people, but I'm still doing the bulk of my work alone, and that can be lonely. And what's what's happened over the past few weeks, I'm in a mastermind group, and a few weeks ago we were talking about this, and we decided, here's what we would do. We've decided to invite each other to virtual work sprints. So one of us will say, all right, I'm going to work from two to four tomorrow and we'll put a link out for the others to join us on zoom 
So we're working alongside each other and mostly we'll just kind of check in and go, hey, I'm working on this project. What are you working on? We'll talk for a couple minutes and then we'll mute ourselves. So, you know, we're not hearing each other. We can talk to each other if we want to, uh, but we know we're there. We're just there working alongside. So it's kind of like being in an office, but I think the, the two things that I think have really made the difference is one, committing to, hey, I'm working on my work during this time. Um, but two, just knowing you're not alone. Somebody's there. Somebody sees you. It has been amazing. The sense of connection that we felt with each other, how much more we're in touch and can easily, you know, run a, a quick, let me run a quick idea past you, where previously we were, oh, I don't want to bother you, but we've got some times built in to do that, but we're all getting much more done. And it's because we all decided, hey, we're just going to let go of being lonely as an entrepreneur. We're going to let that feeling go, and we're going to replace it with something. We're going to experiment that's been a really fabulous thing to let go and replace. So think, what is it you need to let go? Do you need to let go of not doing something, not speaking up? Maybe you need to let go of not holding yourself to a higher standard. I kind of think of this as, do you need to lighten up with yourself or do you need to tighten up? It's good to have periodic reflection. And, you know, much like the passage from Ecclesiastes, things are cyclical. You know, just because something has worked for you, you know, if you think, oh, I've always done it this way, think about it. Is it still effective? Is it still serving you? Is it something that you want to keep in your life? And if it is, keep it. But if it's not, Think about letting it go. You gain so much energy. So many times we'll have something in our life that's not serving us, but we keep holding on to it and we spend so much energy just fighting it where if we had just made a decision and moved on, oh, we would have been so much happier and more effective. We would have gotten more done. So I encourage you, start from a place of gratitude and think about what's a time to release? What are you ready to let go? And do it. Let it go. <laughs>